0: Hey there, you're listening to Your Life is Awesome, brought to you by Enjoy Toys, featuring true life stories about sex told by audience members at Smutslams around the world. Smutslam is a growing network of dirty storytelling shows, founded in 2011 by me, Cameron Moore. We do our best to keep Smutslam safe, but safe doesn't mean G-rated. Some of these stories are explicit as fuck. If you're not into that, now is a good time to get out. Otherwise, enjoy the show. welcome to the first episode of your life is awesome we are so happy to be finally bringing this to you we've had people asking about this forever and finally we got it together Uh, just a little note on how how smut slams work generally we invite people to drop their names into the hat right there at the gate if they want to tell a story and then over the course of the smut slam we draw their names out one by one that is how we get these stories people give their consent or not to share the stories everyone telling their story here on this podcast has already given their approval we are taking stories for this first episode from two different shows here in berlin one in july 2022 and the rest of the stories are from august 2022 at berlin in the uh, villa curiosum artist co-op so that's a very special outdoor setting we love it there the theme for this episode is Planes, Trains and Automobiles. So all of the stories are related to travel. We have uh, kind of a running order here that always starts with me and my story. I kick off every smut slam with one of my own stories just to give people a kind of a a model, a kind of a uh, lowering the bar, making it real easy for people to understand what's happening. So for this episode, I am telling my tale of cheap toys and long distance drives. We also have Liat who is giving us a sweet camping story Michael is dodging a French train conductor, which is more difficult than it sounds. And Annika, who has no problems putting her foot down on a kinky sailing trip. Finally, we wrap it up with Ella giving us some top tier, top bunk train sex. Now, in between the stories, we're sharing with you some of our fuck bucket action What's the fuck bucket you may ask? Good question. We have anonymous confessions and questions that we bring in from the audience. This is our way of opening up the space for everyone to participate. Even if they're feeling maybe a little too shy to be at the microphone, they can still drop something anonymously into the fuck bucket. At the slam, I read them out loud. So sometimes it's just witnessing. I'll answer them. Sometimes they want advice or I will sometimes ask the audience. So we'll do like a big crowd survey and see what people think. It's always a great time. It's always educational, sometimes uh, really wild stuff. And sometimes it's just people wanting to share something and having it witness to the world. So that's the fuck bucket. And you'll hear some of those in between the stories today. Having said all that, now you know your way around the podcast. Just go ahead and strap in and I'll see you on the other side. I am old enough now that when I first started using sex toys, they were very janky sex toys. This was in the mid-90s when things were different in that industry. Not a lot of regulations. Lots. Of, this is the states too maybe Germany was ahead of the game, but like not nah. in 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 the states like it, we, what was available for sale where I was uh definitely was problematic on multiple levels marketing materials, the works um, you may have heard a story I have about like train fucking where I wore away a dildo to just eraser bits because it was against the table in the wrong way i'll tell that story again sometime i want to tell you about the next sex toy that i bought after that because as traumatic as my first experience was it wasn't enough to turn me off and completely i bought i bought a a, a butterfly in your pants vibrator <laughs> Okay, which sounds cool, it sounds nice, that's great. Um, it was a lilac butterfly, lavender, very, very woman friendly, and um, it was, it was. You wore it with this stupid kind of arrangement of black elastic. It wasn't like underwear. It was like a a thing of, of elastic going up your ass crack. And then like another thing around your waist. And that was it. It wasn't particularly nice at all. And I bought it. And then didn't use it for months. Because I learned that, there, that the, it was operating on the... It was a remote-controlled remote thing, right? It was a remote-controlled uh, thing, and I learned that, th- unfortunately, it was operating on a frequency that many garage door openers <laughs> operated on. This was a real thing in, like, the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, in the mid... They discovered, like, oh, no, this is not a good... I don't think they did a recall, but they actually found that this particular brand... And several others like it would <laughs> trigger the garage to open. So I just kind of held on to it as like a sad experiment until, uh, like, like months and months later, I got a chance to like go on a road trip by myself. So I thought that's, I could just do that to myself, right? I could just do that to myself. I'll just keep the remote like right over there and just jazz myself up on the interstate. Um... <sighs> So I strapped it on and that like, of course, like it's the distraction of the elastic in your ass crack. And I was driving down, and, you know, I get, I, when I was a driver, I was a really good, comfortable driver, you know, real settled in like, yeah, you know, I get over in the far left lane sometimes. But when I was wearing that thing, I just kind of had to sit upright because the elastic would just eat its way in to my flesh. And so, um, I, I couldn't really relax. And then I turned it on. And see, once it's on and you're going on a long stretch of road down I-5 and like the West Coast, anybody knows like the U.S., it's like West I-5 right down the middle, right? There's not a whole lot of places in some parts where you can pull off. So you're committing (laughs) for 45 miles of shitty self-induced vibratory stimulation or not. And that's really what happened. I was, I so wanted to like, make myself come although that's so dangerous people oh my god when I look back at this why was I because I wanted to be like experimental and wild and I wanted to just do that thing the equivalent of 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 sucking someone's dick on the freeway I don't know but like you know I was sitting there and and, and thankfully for me and the other drivers around me that thing was so defective it would be like and then like eight miles later. And i like, what? And then I would forget about it every now and then. I'm like, and so there's no ending. This story trails off the way that my vibrator did at one point. At some point it just stopped. It just went. Um, so I, I mean, it's the lesson that I hope that everyone, one of them that I hope that everyone brings from Smut Slam from time to time is don't buy shitty sex toys. Get the quality stuff from sex-positive feminist toy stores, not from weird truck stops that hide the signs. Um, Don't do it. Like, get the quality stuff, because otherwise you'll just be like, (laughs) with your own sex toys. Thanks very much. (laughs) If you haven't filled out your fuck bucket form... Um, It's anonymous, so I don't know why you're spending so much time being creative on this. Okay. Um, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wish I'd be bi or pan, but I'm not, frowny face.
1: <laughs> it's okay. You can be anything you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's not always true. I mean, you can want it, and it's not it. You know, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's okay. I was going to say we're not all born lucky and I thought that might be a little oppressive and like bi-centric. (laughs) (laughs) Today I'm officially two weeks on tea. Yay to me. Keep it going. Amazing. I love it when people share news like that. Go ahead. One more and then we're going to get our... I missed you I missed you the last time this person is normally sitting down here on a blanket and I I don't know why I'm always confused where is that coming from? you it's always coming from you what is love baby don't hurt me someone's not trying very hard yeah you're right one more that was kind of weak okay right you're right you're right <laughs> i have a play pimp that whores me off to people who remain anonymous to me and it's very exciting and fun amazing nice yeah yeah now i want to remind you that if you are not actually a sex worker like a like the verb whore like don't use that at, like it's not a good idea to use that in public like it's it's a little bit it's a little bit of a uh a, a weird uh appropriation of something, but for playtime, knock yourself out. (laughs) Oh, hey. Oh! My girlfriend and I recently discovered the basement of my apartment building as a new location for sex, which we not only love for its dungeon-esque flair, but also its cool air during these hot days! (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, correct use.
2: Okay, so um, I'm very, very fortunate and privileged to be able to travel with my work and I get to go to different continents and different places and meet lots of different people from all over the world, and it's really inspiring for me. One of the things that I like to do is not point out differences, but just be amazed at things that are uh, different, I guess. Um, One of the things is the concept of of space and distance. So if you go to a country like Canada, uh, compared to where I'm from, which is a very, very tiny country, it's 10 hours up and down, Three, four hours side to side in a car. Um, Closer to the mic,
1: please.
2: Three to four hours. (laughs) Cross. So when you move around a small country, any small distances, it seems like a magnitude of travel. Um, If you're going somewhere 45 minutes away, you, you basically lost the day. Like, you have to sleep there now. You have to rent a room. And, um, and then when you go to a place like Canada, they're like, oh yeah, I went out for the weekend. It was fantastic. We drove for seven hours up north. And like, wasn't that tiring? Like, no, 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 no. We also did a five-hour hike afterward, but that's a different Canadian thing uh, that I admire, uh, but cannot do. Um, so in a small country where you go a a bit of a distance, you kind of feel that you need a passport, uh, to go from place to place, even if it's the the same country. So when I say that we took a four hour bus ride, um, it was intense. It was definitely for a few days. And, uh, because you, you, you need to recuperate after that. (laughs) Um, you, uh, You need to recuperate after that, and uh, camping is the perfect way to do it. Traveling for camping always gives you really nice, uh, sexy opportunities. Uh, The back of the bus, um, a train station, um, really anywhere that's uh, hidden and unhidden, as we found out that not all places are hidden, even though we thought they were. (laughs) Um, One of the nice things is when you get to that location, um, you get to have camping sex, which basically is... All the nature sex that you want, everywhere with anything, playing with your camping gear. It's, it's quite lovely and fun. Um, I personally really enjoy the type of camping sets that's all based on spit and willpower. Um, which, is, which, is, which is fun for me. And, um, and then we get to the point of, like, I had a partner who really liked uh, food play. That was nice. We happened to be munchy on the way, as we are potheads. And, um, we got into the marshmallow bag, which was really, really nice. Nice, fluffy, soft, gets into all kinds of shapes, goes into all kinds of holes, um, a bit sticky, but, you know, as long as you're, you know, a clean person, you kind of wash yourself afterwards, you know, protecting yourself, everything. Not if you're really, really fucked up drunk. Um, and then you kind of fall asleep with it, only to um wake up at nature, so nature, cows, um, a flasher that lives in the area um, uh, the beads, the birds, the coyotes it 's fantastic, and then even the insects look beautiful, and you look and you see this amazing trail of ants outside your outside your 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 tent. And then you kind of follow with your eyes. It kind of comes all the way. (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: So I'd, I'd like to point out for the literature nerds in the house that this was a very interesting use of the second person, uh, the second person pronoun, to indicate first person involvement, <laughs> while still while still keeping a certain distance from the ants. And the... <gasps> ants are my least favorite insects. Yeah. I'm not judging. I have a visceral response here to insects. <laughs> Woo. Uh I would be—it would—I would be remiss in my duty as the host if I didn't remind you that, like, sugary stuff in your cooter is like—it can be really bad for like yeasties, uh, yeast infections. So if you—if you are at all prone, or even if you're not prone and you would like to never have it, don't like—I can't recommend it. Uh... But it does make great sex stories. Um, Woo! Okay. Oh, confession. I recently had really vivid dreams about water sports uh, uh, as the active part. I did not wet my bed! Exclamation mark. Good. (laughs) Good. No, no, I have to look over it, right? If it's a violation of the Code of Conduct, I'm not going to read it out loud to you people. I love you too much. Um, I was working in a tourist area where the vibe was always to drink and work. <laughs> I met somebody, we did shots, we smoked, and we were back to my apartment above the club I worked in. Atmosphere was good. Things got steamy. I went down, the room started spinning, and I threw up all over their stomach. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not done yet. I paused. We stared at each other for what felt like an eternity. They nodded. I continued. We showered afterwards. That's the spirit. Yes. That's, a, that's its own story in its own right. Oh, well, I'm going to do one more. And, two more. You treat this like an auction and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's all passing across my face, isn't it? The most expensive piece at someone else's property I have ever accidentally broken. I feel like this is a whole kind of genre, a subgenre. <laughs> it's the top part of a kitchen counter. It looked like the perfect height to get eaten out on. Sadly, the structural integrity of the counter was not what it needed to be for my weight. But hey, nothing a few screws... <laughs> nothing, nothing a few screws couldn't fix, and it, no one got hurt, so no regrets. My one i'm telling you ikea is a scourge you have to stop going for ikea um should i do one more and then we get okay i think it's fun to feel so much pain i can barely stand it also i'm afraid of dentists (laughs) confused cat emoji If I just saw the picture, I wouldn't say that's a confused cat. I would say it's a sleepy pig, but, um, it's labeled. There's a caption, so it's confused cat emoji. This is not confusing, though. This is not really confusing, right? There are many different kinds of pain, and dentists go in with, like, no anesthetic and fucking sharp shit into the gums, right? That's a different thing than getting your ass beaten until you can't sit down. That's a different kind of thing. So I don't see any conflict here. Um... You can hang
3: on to that dentist sphere, that's fine. Let's
0: go on to our next teller for the evening. Woo!
3: Hi, good night. I hope you're all feeling well. Uh, yeah, my name is Michael, and uh, as you can see, I'm quite anxious. Uh, even though this story was a long time ago, like 15-plus years, maybe, I tried to hitchhike to Spain from Cologne. Yeah, you know Cologne, maybe. And uh, But it was a bad idea because it took me three days, and then... I had only a little time with my friends, and we were partying a lot. And then was, oh, I have to actually get back. And uh, my friend was, oh, there's a night train which goes to Barcelona, to Paris. And I was like, oh, great, cool, I do that. I never <laughs> went to the night train. So, uh, I went to the night train. Oh, are you hearing me? I'm sorry. And, yeah, and I've met a guy. He was in my box, I don't know. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he was really nice, he was a young soldier uh, driving home, but he was really into Rammstein songs, and, and when he knew that I know German, he was like really, like, his eyes light up, and I was like, okay, and uh, because Rammstein songs are quite, naja, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, but, uh, but also he figured out that uh, in the other box there were like uh, four drunk Pakistani guys, uh, all the time we were uh, watching uh, Bollywood movies and getting drunk. They were quite funny. And also in the other box there were two, uh, two girls. And they were also quite nice. And but, but he was afraid to go over and to meet them. So he asked me, the more anxious guy, to to do that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> because I couldn't say no. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, and so I went over and I was like i didn't even know the language so i was like oh hi and then they were like looking at me and then yeah and then we tried to uh, speak but back then i was just trying to relearn my family language and so my spanish was quite bad and also it was more latin american spanish and so yeah and especially one of the girls she had really like a thick accent i don't know like deep Castilia or something and um but we hit it off, all four of us, and we got drunk. And uh, thanks to my English friend, where I stayed, uh, my uh, backpack was full of beer. Uh, so, yeah. And, and also, uh, the, the train conductor, uh, well, he didn't like us because we have, were having fun and we were laughing and drinking. And he said, You're not allowed. And he was a French guy, of course. Uh, uh, I, I love my French people, but he was not really one of those who loves people drinking uh, in the train, so um yeah, and he was like, "No, go, go to your box, you go to your box, and we were like, No, we are not fifteen years old <laughs> of course we we were twenty five or something nah. yeah. well, uh but uh, all the time when he went away, we were sneaking back in and then getting drunk and more drunk, and then at one point, we were like, Ah are we finishing the party or whatever? And, uh, of course, my uh, young soldier friend said, uh, well, we just decided we want to go to the other box. I said, okay, uh, I will stay with the other one. Uh, and uh, she was, yeah, of course, do that. And it was, yeah, and then we tried to talk, but uh, I couldn't really understand her quite well because my Spanish was too bad and and she was also... Had this sick accent and I couldn't really understand her, but she was like sweet talking all the time. I was... and at one time I, I didn't know the proper words, and then, I asked her like, "Get us go her? and uh, which means like, "Do you want to fuck?" and and she looked at me in surprise, and and uh, I was like, uh, uh, "What? Uh, what's a nicer way? Uh, do you want to kiss?" <laughs> and uh, and she nodded and just uh, pointed down. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and but the thing is. We had to keep the lights out because it was the train and the conductor was always like sneaking around looking for us. Uh, so we had to keep the lights out, and it was a train. It was dark, and these bunk beds was really, they were really really uncomfortable. And yeah, and we tried to get down on each other, and but this was quite. Uh, it's not the game of vagina dentata you want to have, play. Uh, so then we decided, ah, keep it safe, do it like the normal stuff, and. Yeah, but it was also very hurtful because the train and the box was so empty and we were mostly hurting all the time. It was really uncomfortable. Like, even the beds, you know, they are, like, even for one person uncomfortable and for two now. Uh, so, but we tried, like, for several hours. And, and <laughs> yeah, and then at one point we just dissolved back into the bunk beds, really, and snuggled until Paris. Thank you very much. Aww.
0: Oh, train sex is its own genre of extremely awkward everything. I totally get it. All right, we are while the judges are doing their final scoring here. I'm gonna run a couple more, couple more. Uh... Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So my partner started calling me a milf. <laughs> I kind of like it, but I'm confused. I don't even have any children. My partner suggested we watch some milf porn together for research. Uh, research. So
4: many milks in
0: the house. I know, I know. But see, that's the great thing about smart We appeal to the to the young and more middle aged and cougar y alike. I mean, that's you know. Mils, Okay, so can I just say, um, have you all seen those vans? Uh, those those, ra- those vans for miles. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you look at them the right way, yes. when you're walking down the street, and suddenly it's like Milfs. Yes, it's a whole cargo carrying company. Milfs. Yes. Okay.
5: Yeah. And I'm going to. Tell a story which happened last year, in like yeah, about a year ago, um, in Croatia, loving uh, summer holiday, and I went there to Croatia with a bunch of friends uh, from the BDSM community. So we were all very kinky and very like outgoing, and we went to Croatia and we uh, got uh, two boats and went sailing for a week. And it was amazing. we had like like two two boats of kinky people who don 't care about um nudity about sex happening everywhere, about kink <laughs> happening everywhere it 's the dream, and you can like you can sail away from the 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 land so that nobody sees you who's not supposed to see you, so it 's amazing, and you have this view of the ocean and yeah it 's beautiful.
6: Your life is awesome yeah.
5: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and it it gets even more awesome, um, because I I went to this holiday without a partner, but I had friends there, and I said, well, yeah, who knows, I'll have some fun there. And um, there was this couple, and uh, one person of this couple I knew a bit before, but not so much, but I liked them, and it happened during this vacation that the two of them, played a little bit. They were like the bottom part and um, the other person was the dominant and they had like a very very strong DS relationship and like of course everything was consensual and we talked about like if it's okay to involve other people but like I, I think it was like the second or third evening and then like the t- dominant one asked me like Annika do you want to join us? And I said, "Yeah, of course I want, mm-hmm. And um the bottom one was actually like really in, in in the mood, like I don't know, dripping wet on the floor it, it, it was It was a very, very hard rule that you cannot spill anything on the floor on the boat because it's when it gets slippery <laughs> while sailing, that's very, very dangerous. So we were very like, don't get the bo- uh, the boat wet." Please be careful about that. Don't get too wet. You have to be careful. Don't drip. Don't drip. <laughs> um, and I was just sitting there, and this this wonderful person had a little bit of a foot fetish. And I was sitting there, because it's, it's, it's so hot. I was nearly naked and, like, had nothing on my feet. And I was like, why do I need to move so much? I just take my foot and, like, do something there and, like, in there to their pussy and to their vulva. And um it was very nice. The dominant person held them into, like, in position so that the legs were spread wide open. And I just, like, I not fingered them, but toed them. <laughs> 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 and uh, then I started, uh, like, kicking them. And actually, they liked that even more. Oh. And I was like okay, you like kicking that much? Okay, then I'm going to kick harder, right? Why not? And it happened. I was very surprised. Like, at at one point, I was, like, my leg hurt, you know? When you, like, have this position with your foot, it, it hurts after a while. And I had this uh, movement going on for a while, and it was really, really, uh, yeah, exhausting. But the noises were getting louder and louder and more explicit and more explicit, so I said, okay, I have to keep going. And I kept going, and at one point they came, and it was amazing. It was a very, very good orgasm, and I was, I was so proud of myself that I could do that with my toe, <laughs> and with my feet, foot. And the even better part, on this um, vacation, on this boat trip, it was not the only time we played. I had some skin ska- staples done to them, which was very amazing. I stapled like a rainbow on their back. Yeah beautiful, a rainbow in front of the ocean. It's perfect, what do you want more? (laughs) But without the rain, without the rain. And um, yeah, today they're my partner and I love them and we're together and I'm so happy about that.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Ah. Staples and pussy kicking. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is the life.
1: <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> So here's the thing: I feel like I can now only ever date people who want to eat my ass. Am I limiting my dating pool too much? Not in Berlin, you're not. <laughs> on the verge of a dating night here I'm never gonna do it but the last teller was like so you know he looked like he liked rock the rock gym and this kind of music I'm like are you trying to set up for people to come up and hit on you there I like the rock gym
4: okay I came here with a story in mind and then I realized that there was a theme, and I came up with a different story, wow. and I put it in on a whim. But I haven't even thought about the story in years, so I'm going Time for is it. Time go for it. Go. Okay. Um, a couple years ago, I was living in Hong Kong, and um, I had plans to go to China for two weeks. But I was going by myself, and I was really nervous. And um, the day before, two days before I was going to go, I met up with this person on a um, dating app. We really hit it off, went back to his place. Um, we we hooked up. It was really great. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to China tomorrow. And I was like, I'm going to China tomorrow. And we had this great idea that we were just going to go to China together. Um, and lots of backstory. It's five minutes. I'll cut it out. But um, it, was, it was a blast. It was him and his best friend. Uh, and I showed up, and we were just having a great time. They kept getting into fights, but I would just be like, hello. And then they would... <laughs> make up immediately and in the end they were just like amazing I'm so glad you're here we were having such a great time but the reason that I was having such such a great time is because this guy and I were just fucking left right and center just (laughs) like all through China (laughs) 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 Um, and uh, at one point we're going from Xi'an to Beijing and we had to do an overnight uh, yeah we had to do an overnight train ride Um, and so we ended up booking in the same like cabin and we get in and they have those like little beds that they set up that you're sleeping in. And I was on the top bunk on one side. He was on the top bunk on the other side. And there were four little elderly Chinese women (laughs) in the same cabin underneath us. Um, and they're sitting there and we're like looking at each other. We're like, all right, good night. Like, obviously we're not going to do anything. And, um... So we're sitting there going to sleep, and all, all four of them pass out. And it is very clear that they're sleeping. They are all snoring. It is so loud. You could just, I cannot sleep. I'm just sitting there. I'm looking over at Joe. Uh, I mean, a person. <laughs> His name was Joe. I was looking over at Joe. Joe was looking at me. And he was like, you sleeping? I was like, no. He's like, I'm not sleeping. And I was like, they sure are. So we made some eyes at each other, and he jumps over onto my bunk. And um, things, you know, heat up a little bit. We start making out, go a little further. He's full on balls deep inside me. When <laughs> next thing you know, some lady's alarm went off or a phone call. She wakes up, lights turn on. She just gets on the phone and just starts talking to her friend. And Joe's just staring at me like, what do I do? And I am just like, I don't know. So we just say perfectly still. <laughs> while well, this little Chinese lady's having a conversation on the phone for a solid 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It just won't end. And after a while, Joe's like... <laughs> I'm just like, no, no, I don't want to do this. And he was like, okay. So we're just sitting there for a while. And then after a while, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, <laughs> we're already here. We continue for a whit um <laughs> by the time we finish she's still on the phone he's just lying there next to me and uh when she finally goes to sleep it was, no i don't think she'd even gone to sleep yet he was considering jumping over onto his side of the bunk bed but i talked him out of it she she goes to sleep and he had to like jump over to the other side and i just remember sitting there just going i can't believe we did this <laughs> Is he also wanted to put it in my butt, and the only thing I could say to him was Indian food. <laughs> oh!
1: That was my story. <laughs>
0: oh. See, that's how you just ask for a hug. Like like they didn't even go over time, but like just a hug, that's fine. I can't say that the best part was the Indian food comment about, but that's not the best part. The best part was deciding not to fucking paraglide across the. <laughs> With your dick still wet. That's the best. That's the best. Okay. Wow. That's it for the first episode of Your Life is Awesome. I want to give some special thanks to Other Nature, our Berlin prize sponsor. I did say earlier that Smutslam takes place all over the world, and I'm not fucking kidding. Some of the shows are hosted by me, others by producers who have been mentored in the Smutslam way. On October 11th, I'll be hosting in Leipzig. October 13th, we'll be welcoming Didi Brazier at the Smut Slam in Winnipeg. And on October 17th, I am hosting right back here in Berlin. But wait, there's more. There are shows specifically in the works for the following locations. Victoria, B.C., Tel Aviv, Frankfurt, Barcelona, Hamburg, Helsinki, Mannheim, Cardiff, Washington, D.C., and Reykjavik. Stories from all these locations and more might be featured on upcoming episodes of Your Life is Awesome. For details, please visit our website at smutslam.com. Now, if you're curious about other shows that I do, I'm hosting Yikes, a celebration of awkward performance on October 9th. And on October 20th, I'm playing at the Comedy Cafe Berlin with my new show, Bed X. It's storytelling plus sex ed. It's more than you think you can handle. It's everything you need. Stay in touch with me at www.cameronmoore.com. That's it for now. See you next time. And remember, your life
6: is awesome. This has been Your Life is Awesome, a story podcast from Smutslam with Cameron Moore. Produced by me, Mark Seystedt. Music by Sticky Biscuits. A huge thank you to all storytellers featured. All stories are being shared with permission. Thanks also to Enjoy Toys, makers of deluxe stainless steel instruments of pleasure, for continually supporting Smutslam. Find them at enjoytoys.com. If you want to help us make more of these, plus get access to longer episodes and other bonus material, please join our Patreon at patreon.com. Your life is awesome. If that's not in the cards right now, you can also help by rating and reviewing this show. Look for that option in your podcast app. We might read out some reviews on a future episode. Got a question for Cameron? Write or send a voice recording to smutslampodcast at gmail.com. This too might be featured on the podcast. And if you want to find out more about Smutslam and the code of conduct we use in the shows, go to smutslam.com. All links mentioned can be found in the podcast info. Thanks for
1: listening.